Hey everybody, this is Lizelle Van Vieren, founder and chief rebel of Women Who Startup and Women Who Startup Foundation. Welcome to Women Who Startup Radio. Listen, you know this, we're a learning community for entrepreneurs. We talk to founders, innovators, and leaders. On this podcast, we're bringing you into the heart of our Basecamp gathering. Shake hands, meet and greet, and then we always put a woman in the spotlight to tell us her story. How our intimate conversations with guests. My anger inspires me. I mean, I'm pissed off where we are from a gender equality perspective. And our ever-growing women who start up community. As women, you just don't have the time because that's time that takes away from you building and growing your company and your organization. You'll get to know how she's building, what she's building, and why. So tune in every single month. We'll be wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, a quick message from one of our sponsors. Shout out to our sponsor, Infinite Red. Infinite Red has been designing, shipping, and building web and mobile apps for 10 years. They're experts in React Native and passionate advocates for remote work. They host North America's only React Native conference, Chain React, attended by hundreds of developers from all over the world. If you start a project after hearing about them on this podcast, they'll give you two free tickets to that awesome conference. Just mention Women Who Start Up Radio to the team at Infinite Red, and you can learn more about them at infinite.red. Again, learn more about Infinite Red at infinite.red. I'm Lizelle Van Vieren. I have Olivia Omega here with us. This is a Basecamp Denver Live coming at you on Facebook Live right here in Denver, Colorado. Listen, Women Who Startup is a learning community. We're online and offline, meaning you can join us, not just on Facebook Live, like right now, but you can join us on what we call Connect. Check out womenwhostartup.com to learn more about Connect. You can join us every month in multiple cities at what we call base camps. Base camps is how we get to know each other, shake hands, meet and greet, um, and then we always put a woman in the spotlight to tell us her story, how she's building, what she's building. And that's what we're gonna do with Olivia tonight. We're gonna do that tonight. What you're building, how you're building yes. it, why, all those good things. And then, like always, we're gonna make sure that after our interview, we're gonna open it up for some Q&A. Mm -hmm. We're gonna take your questions after our interview. We're gonna you know, check out what you're writing up in the comments on Facebook. Um, so make sure you, you know, write your comments when we say, okay, go questions, because then we're going to check them out and we're going to answer them. So yeah, so welcome yeah. to Women Who Start Up. Listen, we don't do base camps without sponsors. I want to thank my sponsors real quick. P2B Investor, an incredible company based in Denver, Colorado. Check them out at p2bi.com. Thanks, P2BI, for being an amazing sponsor. Workability, amazing venue sponsor for us this month and hopefully next month and ongoing. This That, our graphic design partner team, amazing. Check out This That. And Mightier, our incredible video team who's also in the background filming this. Our Basecam videos are always available on our YouTube channel so you can you know check that out. Amazing quality and amazing partner. Thank you, Mightier. So that's our sponsors. If you want a sponsor, go to womenwhostartup.com, check our sponsors page, hit us up, give us your cash. You won't regret it. They won't regret Give it. Give us your cash. Give us your cash. <laughs> Show me that money. All right, so we're Basecamp Denver Live. I'm Lizelle Van Vieren. Again, if you're just joining, welcome, welcome, welcome. Women Who Start Up has a bias towards putting a woman in the spotlight. We get to learn who she is, what she's doing, what she's building, how. It's really all about that context. Mm -hmm. Learning, connecting, 
doing business, shaking hands, doing better, keep climbing, our motto, right? All those good things. So I think we need to get started. I think we get it. So I want to give a shout out to A-Town. Anyone from Aurora? Okay. A-Town, I need you to put a little emoji in the comments <laughs> to represent Aurora, Colorado. Aurora! <laughs> Aurora is a sub- suburb. Suburb. It's the, one of the coolest suburbs. Yeah, it really is. It's an amazingly diverse, <laughs> you know, town. Yeah, city, the town, city of Aurora. City of Aurora. I mean, they're like fantastic. Legit. Yeah, yeah, fantastic folks. Maybe we need a base camp Aurora. Maybe. Okay. We'll Everybody out there that. wants to start a base camp Aurora, you all just let us know, okay? <laughs> so let's get to the meat and potatoes of today. We're going to welcome this amazing guest. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for doing like this fun base camp live yeah. with me. Because, I mean, I had to have so like a homie fun. with me so to, to try something crazy and new and, and, and all of that. Besides, we're doing you a favor because you're at home. You're cozy, wherever in the world yep. you might be, you're cozy, you didn't have to drive here, or whatever. It's freezing. It's snowing. It's, it's freezing like, here yeah. in Denver. So, so, so I'm get hoping your, you- Get your blanket. Get blanket. Get your PJs. Get hey. your blanket. I hope you're in your PJs. Get a blanket. But let's get to this conversation. We're gonna open up Base Camp Denver Live tonight with a rapid fire. A rapid fire of questions, which is a really fun way for us to get to know our guest. I just got really nervous. <laughs> you just got really nervous. <laughs> Don't get nervous. I mean, first of all, Miss Olivia, you are the co-founder of Wallace, Wallace Marketing. Marketing Group. Yep, Wallace mm -hmm. Marketing Group. You're going to tell us more about that, what you do, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So let me just start with rapid fire. Then they're going to get to know you. Okay. And then we're going to talk about a lot of cool things. Awesome. Okay. Go for it. Where were you born? I was born in upstate New York. Where Rochester. Okay. Outside of Buffalo, but I don't remember it. because <laughs> You were just born there. I was just birthed. And then I moved to Denver when I was probably six or seven. Were you raised in raised Denver in, since? Raised in Denver slash Aurora. Yeah. Wow. I lived in the Highlands okay. before it was Highlands. So you were Highlands old school. Old school Highlands. Now it's like Highlands I don't so even expensive know. school. I know. It oh was my like God. <laughs> the hood of Highlands. <laughs> so you grew up in Denver. I did. So you're like a semi-native. I mean, you're like I am. basically. I, basically. Come on. I was six. So yeah, Come basically. On. That counts. Don't it totally be weird. Counts. She's it like counts. practically a native. I'm a native. Don't be cool. Where did you attend college and university and what did you study? I mean, I know. They need to know. Okay. <laughs> I went to CU Boulder, so not far away, and studied. Uh, it's funny that I started in management because I loved marketing, but... I don't know who planted this in my head that there's no, there was no security in marketing. So management had more opportunity. So and like as the business was like amplified. They're like marketing, come marketing, on. Marketing, They're like yeah. a secretary. Management. Wow. And at 17, okay. So I started in management and then I, I finally just switched to marketing. Good, good call. Business, business administration with a focus on marketing. Yeah. Right on. Mm -hmm. You were class of like what? Class of 2001. I went to CU Boulder in 2001. You did? For one year. And then did I we moved. sit next to each other? Wait, what? No, what major I would have been, were you? I would have said hello. I would have been like, yo, I cannot, what this classroom is too you? big and scary. I got to get out of here. I was so intimidated by how big this is. I, I was. I swear to God, it's CU Boulder. It's a small world. Yeah. 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 What was your first job ever? <laughs> first job. Ever. Ever. I was 15. Great. And I worked a summer at Arby's 
<laughs> I'm not gonna say their slogan. I can't stand their slogan. I can't stand their what marketing the? right now. I can't even. What? I can't. What? Of uh, all campaigns, uh, right? If you were, if you, if your rapid fire prior to this question was Olivia, what's the worst marketing campaign out there right now? It would be Arby's. But I worked at Arby's as a vegetarian. It was brutal. That is. And I smelled like curly fries a, and grease. You should start a podcast a just about I that. Should. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> unbelievable. My first job ever was, I think I was 16. I worked at a children's shoe store. Hmm. I sold the shit out of some kids' <laughs> shoes. I was like, nice. your kidneys, three Nikes, yo. I got all the sizes. And, and the, people were like, oh my God, oh, okay. And the okay. kids were like, yes! Making it, was, it, right. it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. That is um, better than beef. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, favorite song right now because it changes all the time. Hey, favorite song. I don't care now. Okay, all time. Okay, of all time. All and time. I actually. So this is so come on. So funny. I dated a DJ at one point, and at one point I made him play this song as I walked into this bar. Damn. Return of the Mac. Oh. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Well, I'm not allowed to do that. I was kidding y'all. Easy. Wait, you should have seen our night dancing. That's like the best night in the world. Next time we go live, we're gonna just take you to a club and we'll do and we'll, we'll dance. dance. Yeah. Are are you guys for that? Just just thumbs up. Thumbs up or hearts. hearts. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. Uh, I'm crying here, you guys. Oh my god. The one Already. place you want to travel to very very badly and haven't yet. Ever since I was a kid, I don't I don't have any legitimacy to this, but Thailand, just so beautiful. Yeah. I um, want to do a sunset on a beautiful Thailand beach yeah. when it's no tsunamis. Oh, yeah, that too. But yeah, Thailand. It, it, I mean, it's just supreme, isn't it? No other reason? It's spiritual, beautiful, all just of that. so beautiful. I, yeah. the, just the imagery, the culture, yeah. and again, since I was a kid. Yep. Yeah. Something about it. Yeah, something about it. Beautiful choice. Anybody living in Thailand or travel to Thailand, let us know. If you, you know, just bring hook me her along. Up. Yeah, like let's go. You got a speaking <laughs> gig for Olivia? Let's oh, yeah. Fly her out. Let's, let's go. Best book you have ever read about life, business, both, whatever. <sighs> so here's an issue is that I don't read. That's fine. I listen to books. Okay. So I don't listen to a lot of books either. Okay, but you're an author. So you have read some books, goddammit. <laughs> I, I, I have Cliff Notes, some books. Okay. Um, some books you love. Some books I love. There's a book called The Shack. It's not a business book at all. No, it doesn't matter. I love the book. I love The Compound Effect. I don't know if you've read that. It's, no. Um, it just talks about every, for, for itty-bitty little changes that you make in your life have a big effect versus like us trying to be like, like I'm it. cutting out sugar tomorrow. Yeah, forever. You know, forever. <laughs> I'm cutting out caffeine. Never drinking again. Tomorrow, whatever. which I've tried to do. It's, yeah. So, well, I actually, I don't drink. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. The compound effect. The shack. Yeah. Okay. That's. I'll share mine too, just for giggles. My favorite all-time book right now, and it's like this parallel of life and business, is by far "Let My People Go Surfing" by Yvonne Chouinard, the founder mm. of Patagonia. I oh, highly okay. recommend this book. I listened to it, I think, two times now already. I bought the physical book, so while I, you know, read the, uh, listen to the you audible. You read while you listen? No, totally oh, no. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> wow, multitasking. No, but I'll go back to the book and I'll like kind of break open a chapter and like just kind of like, like yes, like this is what I listen to, like this makes so much sense and I'll circle shit and stuff like nice. that. But I buy everybody this book. If I can buy you a gift, I usually end up buying 
let my people go surfing. You can go to a Patagonia store and like buy the book. It's a good book. It's nice. a good philosophical take on how to live a good life and do business. If you pay attention to Patagonia's business today, I mean, you might have different opinions, but I love that man, the current CEO, uh, Rose, you know, uh, she's a woman, phenomenal. I just have, I have such passion uh, for this company. I love them, but this book is just, anybody else read Let My People Go Surfing? Let us know. I love that book. That's awesome. Check it, check it out on Audible. I mean, it's it's really cool. It's refreshing. It ain't no business book. It's more of like a, a book on life about a man who started a company. And wow. Awesome. What the, what kind of a company did he begin? Okay. Um, okay, let's shift gears for a sec. All right. So it's February 2019. It's Black History Month. You and I talk a lot. We talk about all sorts of amazing mm -hmm. things because I love getting to know you more and more and more and more. We've known each other, what, five? Yeah, we just established crazy. like five or six years. Yeah, it's been a minute. Whoa. It's, it's like a, a friendship in the making. But it's Black History Month. And what does Black History Month mean for you? Yeah. What does it mean to you? What does it mean for you? I would love for you to share that with us. It's interesting because Black History Month is twofold for me. On one hand, it does mean a lot. We talked about how I want to make sure that I'm raising teenagers, which is crazy to think about. But I want to make sure... <laughs> Uh, I had them when I was five, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, I want to make sure that they have a sense of pride of where they have come from and so that they can hold their head high, basically. History is important. It's so important, especially in a society where you start to think and believe that you're not worth much and you don't amount to anything and you're not pretty and, you know, all these different things. So on that hand, it's really important. On the other hand, it doesn't mean anything to me because, mm. because why take the time out to celebrate one month out of the year, mm -hmm. you know? Um, totally. Somebody, there's something that happened on Facebook. I'm, I'm in a place right now where I'm like, have to avoiding like, social media. <laughs> a little bit, but I also just watched Black Klansman the yeah. other day and yeah. I watched The Hate You Give all like yeah. back to back. Yeah. Probably wow. not the best thing to watch okay. back to back, That's but seeing someone on Facebook say, oh, how could so-and-so do whatever? I think it was a Nike ad campaign. And then someone would comment, and it, they did it during Black History Month. Like, why would they do that during? And it's just like, but Black History Month doesn't change who we are ingrained. Like, it doesn't change at the core of who we are. So to expect people to change their actions, what they do, what they say, what they believe, what they think, good or bad, because of a, a theme of a month mm -hmm. is kind of silly to me. One thing that you mentioned when we were kind of chattering about this very important thing, A, I read something beautiful today, which is black history is American history. Cannot yeah. ever be overstated. Yeah. Cannot be overstated enough. Uh, that's one component, which amplifies, I think, what you love to share with me. It's so important for you to share the history with your kids mm -hmm. and, and make it visible for them. Duh. It right. makes so much sense. Right. I think it's critically important. But then you're so right. American history is black history. But it's there's they've been teased apart so much. So yeah, now I mean, we have this special month to talk about the special things. Yeah. But it it all is intertwined. One thing I want to ask and one thing I want to mention, you know, when I moved to this country, I was you know 16, mm -hmm. and moved here from South Africa, and uh, I obviously had to study American history, and boy was there a lot. You're missing. like, 
Well, I know today, right? I didn't know mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. Naturally, I don't think any kid knows, no, you uh-uh. know, and just kind of like what was really missing from the history right. books. And I feel like I learn that every day too. To every, this day, right? Yeah, to this yeah. day. Every six months or so, I learn something more where I'm like, wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Didn't know. Totally. So the one thing I loved that you touched on about the Nike ads and this and that, mm. well, we were chattering about this and you were like, you know, it's like... <laughs> These companies are like amplifying Black History Month and they're doing a lot of effort and they're getting praise but also getting the shit kicked out of yeah, them. And yeah. you're like, so these companies like are winning, but they're also losing a battle. And I love what you said. Well, you can say what, what you said. Remind me what I said. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Well, what, what you said to me and you'll amplify on it, which is to say it's like, I love these companies keep doing the best that they can. They can continue to do the best they can and continue to do even better because there's still companies who are just kind of foolish and do kind of, I think, utilize it as like more marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can really see some companies are putting a, their foot down and they're amplifying black athletes or amazing you know, people from the history books that no one knows about right. and we can learn about women and men and children and the likes of what I love what you said about what you want your kids to know is amazing people who happen to be African-American who invented amazing things. And I mean, for God's sake, how can we not dive deep into our music history? Uh, and, you know, and, and not talk about... So much more than sports. Yeah. So much more than sports. For God's sake, yeah. Right. No, it's everything, all the right. things. Right. Uh, human beings have contributed to this and, you know... So anyway, you, you said it great. And, you said it beautifully. And what I was saying is is going back to... Nike is just the latest example that I saw. They had a great, I thought, a great um, commercial on Facebook mm-hmm. that highlighted um, not just athletes, but, you know, lots of amazing... People. Men, women, yeah. children for Black History Month, and they got just creamed. Yeah. Like, just the yeah. comments are so bad, I can't read them. Yeah. And it, what I was saying to you is, it's almost like people can't win. So the it's it's messy, right? It's it's all messy. There's no black and whites. It's everything is gray. It's really hard work that people try are are trying to do with regard to diversity, equity, inclusion, and the fact that Nike is stepping up. Granted, Nike's not perfect. A lot of these companies aren't perfect, and there are people, individuals that may not have the best intentions, but I believe as a brand, I think they're trying to do what they can and doing the best that they can. So as a woman of color, I think... Thank you, yep. and I appreciate it, yeah. and I, I receive it even if it isn't perfect. And a lot of times we're looking for things to be perfect. Yeah, what is that about? When did this happen? Uh, when did this requirement for perfection you know, think, like get shoved into some agenda? Like, we, we might be jumping a little bit ahead here, okay. but we, <laughs> we, talked, we talked some about this notion of hurt, anger, and just the past, right, that yes. we all carry, that we carry as a people, that we carry as women, that we, the things that we all have, yeah, right? Sure. And those things, those lenses, those filters, the experiences allow us to criticize and react to certain things in a certain way. I think a lot of, I can only speak for me personally and the people I'm, I'm close with, react to things out of just hurt and anger and pain and frustration and exhaustion. And so if it isn't perfect, a lot of us complain yeah. out, of, out of all of that stuff. And it's understandable. It's it not is. just reasonable, it's, it's, it's like... It's understandable. It's, we should respect that. It know, doesn't, 
it doesn't move us forward. But it is understandable. Yeah. For Hell sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we had an amazing conversation in preparation. And uh, one of the things that I think we established is just how openly we can talk about stuff, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of interesting stuff, both about our upbringings, but mostly it's a constant. Uh, desire to connect on a human level constantly like we're constantly you know getting to know each other better and better and better so that we're connecting more and more and more like as people we're connecting about business and we connect about our philosophies in life and we connect about music and dancing and uh, all these things. What's so um, interesting about that is we've made an effort to do so over five six years but if the effort isn't made, then think about us five, six years ago had we had not had that, the opportunities to talk and connect. Right. People make assumptions about people that they don't know or don't understand. And so I think social media has allowed us to live in this world behind our you know, Facebook profiles and stuff where we think we know people. Right. We think we understand, but we know nothing about them. Right. And so we, we walk in this kind of facade of connection. And it's a recipe for disaster. disaster. It's very hurtful. It, it actually, I think, is making things matters worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just so, it's visceral. And I think this is definitely how uh, we have to seek out opportunities to connect with people on real levels. And we have to make efforts, even if it's a phone call or like a video chat yeah. or a periodic, you know, coffee, if we can, if we live in the same town or not. But we have, we connect so much virtually, and we we continue to build that um, professional relationship, a friendship, right. hopefully, yeah. and, and which is what I believe. And so, but it's like it's like really awesome, um, and I think it's a lesson. I think it's a real dire lesson of human connection and uh, a real lack of context uh, in the. In, on the internet, in, I agree. in the social media. So Which kind of brings up the, the whole yes. point of, I don't know if you know where I'm going. I know where you're going. <laughs> I can feel where you're going. And I'm I loving, was gonna say, I'm like, where you're going. not to do a shameless plug, but it brings up the, the point of Basecamp to get out of to get out of your house, to mm. get away from your computer, to get out of your, you know, if you're at a co-working space or whatever, to really connect with people one-on-one. Tonight, you guys get to sit at home, which is awesome, but I think we have a tendency to, especially if it's cold or, yeah. you know, whatever, sure. just to stay indoors. And we don't, you know, you and I can try to have these conversations over the phone or sure. over email. But, but it's really until, amazing. yeah, there's yeah. something amazing about yeah. being face-to-face with people, and, and people you don't know, yeah. dancing, like <laughs> to the point where knees were hurting. Like literally there was a lot of I ibuprofen. Like, we danced so hard. No <laughs> shit. I, I was <laughs> not joking. How old am I? I was hurting for a good week. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, that's the best. That was a good night with a, a bunch of good people. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so we're going to migrate back, I think, a little bit to what we talked about, because what you just hinted at is I think real human connection is a part of authenticity. Tonight, yes, we're going to touch the word. on that. We're going to come to that. We're going to build up to that. The last <laughs> rapid fire question, because God, oh, wait, what? there's fire. more. Tell us what your current projects and companies are so people can really have a good context of what you're doing what you're doing for a living right now, what you want to work on, who you want to work with. So, you know, people understand like 
Wallace Marketing, yeah. like what are you up to and how can people work with you? Like, I just want to know what's what's hot and what's relevant right now. It's funny when you said, what are you, work, what are you doing right now? And I almost <laughs> laughed because I'm like, I'm one of those people who likes to stay busy and I don't stay on any one thing for too, too long. Um, I think entrepreneurs were kind of wired that way, but, um, and any, every given six months, I'm like, oh God, I'm just going to go get a job. Like this is too hard. (laughs) And then, and then like, I'm like, no, but I love this is what I do being an entrepreneur and things get better. And then six months later, you You just needed to kind of reboot, refresh. It's always a six month reboot, but ultimately right now, Wallace marketing group is the marketing firm that my husband and I have together and we joke a lot because when we started dating he's very much a salesy he's like literally used to sell cars <laughs> uh salesy just salesy guy in our first date I was like he's so salesy like you're even like, oh even the dating and the courting was sale you're selling me like and Damn. I will not be sold <laughs> Damn. is he watching right now I he better be Why? watching right what now were you thinking? Sean Wallace what were you thinking? Um, oh, yeah, such yeah. a salesperson <laughs> and then me on the flip side I'm so much branding focused so yeah. brand strategy about what's the relationship from the brand to the customer? How do you build trust? How do you, you know, all of these like really lovey-dovey kind of heartfelt relationship Mm -hmm. things with regard to the brand. So what's awesome about Wallace Marketing Group is we can bring the the necessity Mm -hmm. of selling and making money to the necessity of building a relationship with the brand because one without the other, we were finding I really wasn't making that much money. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, he wasn't connecting to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bringing it together for our clients has been really awesome. We focus mainly on health, wellness, fitness, and nutrition, small businesses. Nice. And um, in addition to that, I do have, we have a you know, couple different clients. My philosophy now as I get older and I, I feel like a, just the older wise woman, not An adult. old. I'm adulting. <laughs> I've been adulting these days. Yep. And I'm about to turn 40, which is exciting. That's amazing. So in my my uh, elder my 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 mature yeah, my my mature seasoned years, uh-huh. I've kind of scratched the notion of having tons and tons and tons of clients right. and trying to manage like 15 different things and 20 different things and so um, my goal and my happy place is really how can I really focus on a good handful of really good clients yeah. um, and give them my all. And just nail it. And nail it versus yeah. trying to spread myself so thin. Yeah, depth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when we mature, you know, we've accrued now a skill set, a backdrop, you know, a foundation mm-hmm. where you can provide so much value now. And right. you're no longer like, you well, know, and you know what you're good at like too. 50. Yeah. Right. Because well, you, you, you can could. do a lot of stuff. So like Lizelle. What the hell is wrong with me? Can do so many things well, but Thank it doesn't you. mean you very should. I, I shouldn't. You shouldn't do everything. I know. See, this is the thing. We're like kindred spirits. Like, I know because I'm the same way. Yeah. Where like I can build websites, I can design, yes. I can write, I can yes. do, I can edit video. Like I can do all of these things, Absolutely. but that doesn't mean I should be. Yeah. So. And this is what makes entrepreneurs entrepreneurs. Yeah. So we really could stand in a room and probably fulfill 35 different jobs if we had to, because at some point we had we to had do to. that job. Yeah. And at some points for maybe the first three, four, five years of starting your company, you have you do to everything. do all those jobs mm-hmm. until you can afford. So you're, f- you're figuring out your sales, you're figuring out your business, you're making money, and you can afford to actually, you hire. know, outsource or hire, yeah. you know, experts to come and deliver those, you know, yeah. pieces of value to your company, whether mm-hmm. it's marketing or whatever. 
But I love how you talked about the balance of you know your company. It, it's 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 essential. Sales is like you know it's like a dirty word for some. Whereas we're in business. Hello. Like If you. we're in business, we're trying to sell products or services. You have to have a revenue stream in exchange for value that you're providing you have to. to your customer, your client, your constituent, your stakeholder, your end user, whatever you call them. Right? Even a nonprofit has to provide value、mm-hmm. to its members or its stakeholders or board or all of the above. And there's an exchange of money and even in a nonprofit. Is, and there better be, otherwise、yeah. you're doing it wrong. God damn it! There、right. should be a revenue stream. Because value has a cost. Even if you provide time as your value, that's a cost.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I make fun. I make fun of my husband all the time because we're so different <laughs> in that way. But I thank、But、God. It's complimentary. It's so complimentary, and I thank God because we can actually pay our bills now. Like it's、okay. you know, it's like some of those things when you ask like, "What's your favorite song?"、Mm-hmm. The other one is, even though I hate Cardi B, the Money song. Cardi B, Money. You hate. Girl. I do. I can't stand Cardi no, B. No, but that. Oh but my God! Are, do you guys watch the Grammys? Oh, car! Oh, car! Oh, <laughs> oh shit! I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm telling you, that woman is genius. She is genius. I mean, her music's you, not for everyone, but I no, but I love her as a businesswoman. She is a Holy businesswoman. Th- this is and what that's what I'm coming down to. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. Is that even though I'm like, oh, I can't stand her, I love. Oh no, she her is so- fierce. Her songs, yes.、She's、fierce. So I make fun of my husband, but he has brought that element to us. And he、Cardi、said the、B. other day, he's, <laughs> he's brought. <laughs> yes. Sean、yeah. Wallace is the Cardi B to my <laughs> Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I love it. I absolutely love it. No, keep rolling. <laughs> keep rolling. This is great shit. This is great. I hope you guys are having a really good time. If you just like, joined、questions. us, yeah, I know. Welcome to Boosted Member Live. I'm Lizelle, and this is Olivia, and we're having a ball. God help us all. I know. I'm just I having a blast.、Like、okay, next、trying. question. We're going to shift a bit, but we're going to keep building on all of this. I love everything you're sharing. Apart, aside from being a pro at branding and marketing, helping your amazing clients, all this jazz, you are an author. I am an author. You have written a book. I have. Tell me about this book. What is it about? What is the title? How do people find it? The title、Tell、is、us. called "Beautifully Branded: The、okay. Girl's Guide to Understanding the Anatomy of Brand You." Okay. And I started writing this five years ago. Gosh, it's been a while. Wow. To talk about this notion of personal branding because I kept running into women. Okay. Who were authors, accountants, service providers, running their own business,、mm-hmm. but did not know how to talk about themselves, didn't know how to promote themselves, and、mm. didn't know how to market themselves in a way that set them apart from other people doing what they were doing. So, if you think about the world of life coaches,、mm-hmm. there's thousands and thousands and thousands of life coaches out there. Oh yeah. And so, if I were to walk into a networking event and I see you, hi, I'm Olivia. I'm a life coach. That gives you no context for what I do. Really doesn't. It dumps me into the category of every life coach you have ever met. <laughs> no offense. That you like or didn't like. No offense, <laughs> but it's true because God knows you have to present yourself in a different you do. way. And I almost roll my eyes. Like it's it's bad when someone's like, hi, I'm a life coach. I'm like, yeah. Really, like, what kind of life coach?、Yeah. Who do you help? Who do you serve?、Yeah. Why are you doing this? What makes you different from these ten thousand life coaches? Why should I hire you? Because I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, that's right. Because can we talk about like, I love what you just said because it's so honest, and I I've always felt the same. 
But here's the amazing thing. If you think about, let's take an athlete, for example. Let's use one of our favorites, Serena Williams. Okay. Okay. Boss, tennis player, God. Okay. Greatest she has had many coaches. You can not be that good without someone bringing out some things within you that you struggle mm-hmm. with, that you're up against, that you got to shake out of your head. You like all of us can use many coaches in our life. I agree. Wellness, business, personal life, psychological, maybe an actual therapist. Like all of us yeah. can use input streams that make us as good as we can be. The challenge is is we are so bombarded by hi, I'm a life coach, hi, I'm a life coach, hi, I'm a life coach, hi, I'm a business coach. Business coach and I know yeah. some great coaches like Kristen Daria, like she's a boss coach, but she's not like, hey, I'm a life coach. She's like, yo, I'm the founder of Impact Founder. Mm-hmm. I work with clients. I help them, but you know. This is what I do for them. Exactly. For these specific people. So it's like, it's a challenge because I wouldn't lead with coach either if I was like an actual coach. Not, we're not trying to like go down this or, you know, hammer anyone. I just think this is helpful input from a branding standpoint. Yeah. And even a narrative, even a communication exchange of how to position yourself better by being someone who is truly supportive of others who want to be great and helping them. It's a real unbelievable skill to look at someone. I'm pretty good at this. Like this is why I love working with other creatives because I'm going to be like, you are exceptional at video. You are exceptional at illustrating. You're exceptional at photography. You're exceptional at copywriting and all these things. And you can literally just say something simple and you can change people's trajectory of being awesome. Right. Like giving them just the boost of confidence and being like, go for it, yo. Right. Uh, and, the, and you're unlocking something yeah. in their mind and kind of doing a mindset shift. Yeah. Okay. So we're going on a tangent here and we don't mean and to. And I just use life coaching because it's, it's such the a easiest good example, example to use. Big ocean. Every woman I met with could not sell themselves and they didn't want to be salesy and they couldn't, they didn't want to take your money. Like all of, you know, these things. And I was like, no, if you want to be in business, you have to do that. So I created this book that really talks about, it starts off talking about the head and the heart. Yes. So the heart is the core of your personal brand and who you are, your values, what you care about. Mm. And then your head is the strategy. Where do you want to go with your business? Now, sometimes the head and the heart don't align. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they butt heads a little bit, true? right? I'm <laughs> like, if you've ever been in love and sometimes it doesn't really work out the way you want, but then you have your gut and that's the, the woman's instinct of what is right? Where do I need to go? What do I need to do? And then I talk about, you know, your hands are your outreach. This is your marketing, your yeah. feet are your tactics. You're yeah. walking out what you're supposed to do. So it kind of goes through. Very and then you have like the it. balls, <laughs> which is the woman's anatomy of having the guts. My mom was like, are you putting that in that book? You're like, oh my God. You're going to put the balls in there. I'm like, yes, mom, I, I am. Like lady balls? <laughs> like chutzpah? Like oomph? Like, like you got cojones. Cajones. Yeah. To, to have the guts to yeah. start your own business and really put yourself out there. It takes a lot. Yeah of guts. So anyway, that's what the book kind of goes through and is really just helping women entrepreneurs take that first step in. How do I talk about myself? We're going to shift into this because we're finally getting to the meat and potatoes of this. One of the interesting things, all the, okay, cheers. Oh, are you guys still with us? You doing great? Okay. We're doing great. God, take a sippy sip. This is water, you guys. And it's totally a, water. But it's a sippy cup. Isn't yeah, that totally awesome? water. Oh yeah. Do you guys want me to sell this like online? Would you, you buy this? Keep climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let me know in the comments. 
Keep climbing. Keep climbing. Um, okay, we're getting we're getting to the meat and potatoes here. I love what you talked about in the book. We're going to shift this conversation to talk about personal branding. Okay. In order for us to be successful, authenticity, I think, is one of the things we, I think, lack a deep understanding of. Mm-hmm. We may fear it almost. Like, we might be shit scared to be actually exactly who we are. I think when we start our careers or our first companies and we're doing things for the first time, you know, you're like, well, I kind of want to be like that or maybe I should be like her or maybe I should be like him or maybe I want to be like that brand and all these things. And it takes a while to really figure out your authenticity. And we're going to really touch on that before we kind of dive into that. It's like, let's talk about personal branding. What is it? Why is it important? We've heard the term personal branding for a long ass time and it's actually, right. it's tired. Yeah, it is tired. But we're going to talk about this because the context of this is key. Because if you're going to be an entrepreneur or an author or a speaker or a leader or a coach or anything of substance, a great team player in an organization, small or very large, whatever, how are you positioning yourself? Mm-hmm. What's the narrative that you're creating that's helping you in your career with your startup, with your new business, with the blog that you want to launch, with the podcast you want to, whatever, whatever the project, business, or career move is like personal branding is interesting because I think, I don't know, I want, I want to know what you think. So the, the basic definition that I give, it's really about talking about yourself, what you have to offer, what you provide, your, um, product, I talk about your own brain, right? Mm-hmm. Your product and service that you offer in a way that gets the necessary result. Hire me, yep. do business with me, connect with me, yep. be friends, whatever that is. Pay me, Pay me. by a specific person. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you who I am, what I do, mm-hmm. For who specifically, not the world, right. and the value that you're going to receive from that so that you engage in a result, you hire me. So that's like the basic, if you want to go textbook on it, but ultimately... That's said, the Wikipedia. That's the Wikipedia. That's not the that's Urban the Dictionary Olivia, version. Olivia-pedia. That sucks. <laughs> Never mind. Olivapedia. Olivapedia. But authenticity <laughs> is a, a huge component of that. And I was telling Lozelle, I actually, mm-hmm. I'm so tired of the word because we over, it's so overused to the point where I think even when we say I'm being authentic, let's be authentic. Yeah. even We're like, not being authentic. Like we're not, we're not really doing it. So I try to steer clear of that word yep. as much as I can. Yep. And I tell people like, really, I don't know when we start saying this in middle school or high school or something for real. like but for real like Just for, real. for real for real so when you're for real for real you're being transparent and and vulnerable and the authenticity piece of it at least the word can yeah. kind of like fade to the background how can you be more transparent and vulnerable in sharing your story and not guarding yep. yourself and who you are yep. Um, out of fear of offending other people. So fear, right? Fear, fear is the driver of the lack of authenticity or the for real, for real. I just had a sidebar thought. We should start a podcast called For Real, For Real. We should. By Lizelle and Olivia. For real, for real. For real, for real. Holy shit. I think we should. Okay, sidebar that. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea. You have to have a driver. Yeah. And if you don't, well... <laughs> you'll never succeed. Like you'll. You, well, I mean, like that's or, fine. And maybe that's just like your... Well, maybe you want a hobby. So this is like if you, if you want a hobby where you're you making go. decent, you know, okay yeah. money. But if you're trying to replace your income 
pay your bills, buy a house, like afford, you know. Yeah, I mean, you'd be pretty driven and you're going to be pretty competitive and you're pretty hungry and you're pretty excited. I mean, you want to take a real bite out of it and you're going to go for it. And hunger, having hunger and drive and grit doesn't mean I have to tear down any other woman that is around me or working towards the same goal by any means. And especially because going back to that notion of if I am truly, authentically, for real, for real, real, real. myself in all that I do, I don't have direct competition. You see, we come back to that. I love that you do. For real, for real. Okay, who (laughs) wants me to create a t-shirt that just says for for real, real, for for real? real. Okay, this is going to be And then I get 10% of that. (laughs) That's... (laughs) That's fair, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 10%? Yes. Hold the phone. 10%. All right, we'll negotiate that when we're done. <laughs> no, that's fair. Come on. Um, for real, for real, we got to move on. Um, okay. And hopefully you guys are collecting your questions and posting your questions along the way as well. Yeah, because we've got two more chats going on here. And um, in about five or so minutes, we're going to, I'm going to check out if there's like some questions, any questions. The way we want you to do those questions is be like, question, and then yeah, hit us. so we know. It could be business. It could be marketing. It could be personal branding. It could be for Olivia. It can be about uh, anything we discussed or anything we might have not discussed. If I see any weird shit there, we're going to ignore you, okay? So be cool. <laughs> be kind. Be nice to each other up in there in the comments. Thank you so much to the following sponsor, Infinite Red. Infinite Red wants to help everyone get confident about remote work. So they wrote a super helpful handbook called the Remote Work Handbook. It's a super quick read and you can grab it at remote.infinite.red. Can you build a thriving remote company without sacrificing culture? Infinite Red says, heck yes. Written by the founders of Infinite Red, the Remote Work Handbook is your guide to growing, hiring, scaling, and leading a remote team. It's a must-read for remote founders, teams, and anyone interested in the road less traveled. Again, go grab your copy at remote.infinite.red. Okay, so I've got a couple more things. Okay. Okay, so how do we present ourselves in the world and think about how that affects our livelihood? I think we kind of touched on this, though. I really feel feel like we really dug into this. I don't want to shift too, too hard left, but maybe we do now. Like, I'm so... Do I dare say a little tired of the word or term diversity and inclusion? I know. I just want us to be inclusive. I think companies are so behind on this. It's almost incomprehensible. Yeah. So I really want the enterprise to wake up. And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit because I really think it's important. So we're going to hint at and talk about and chew on a little bit because we both have very different experiences with this, both in our perfect Personal. Personal. Oh, personal. It's both in our personal labs. Yeah. Swear to God, this is water. <laughs> our personal careers, our personal experiences by leading communities, businesses, mm-hmm. um, uh, being leaders within community, etc. Diversity and inclusion is just challenging for it's big so corporations. Hard. Yeah. I think it should be simplified for smaller companies, but at the end of the day, it all starts with the leaders. That's it. That's all. It's all she wrote. It's really that simple. We're going to talk a little bit about your perspectives on mm-hmm. diversity and inclusion, uh, some of your experiences now in the past, and how you're thinking about moving, uh, moving uh, things forward. But you have some cool experiences. One of the coolest things that we touched on in preparation for tonight is we chatted about this 
primary thing. This is, I just think this is, the, this is the thing. This is the gahuna. It's really challenging to succeed at diversity and inclusion. If you lack diversity and inclusion in the team who's responsible for diversity and inclusion. Okay. Can we just start at the root? Uh, we can have full intentions. Like, for example, I am a white woman. I'm some other things that I, I check some boxes, right? Foreigner, I'm LGBTQ, like I'm gay. Everybody, hey, if you didn't know that yet. Yeah, my community does know that, I think, for the most part. If you didn't know that, I hope you're not surprised. Um, uh, I think it's important to just make light of that because mm -hmm. I think it's important to have visibility across the board. Here's the cool thing. I am the founder of Women Who Startup. I have to constantly make an effort about the partners that I work with, the guests that we have um, with us at all our base camps, the narrative that we create in the world for women who start up as a learning community for mm -hmm. women entrepreneurs that has to be inclusive for all women entrepreneurs. God damn it, that's what I've been motivated to do for as long as I've done anything. Always motivated by making sure that people know that they aren't just vital to be a part of something that I'm creating and, and, and working on or running or whatever. And this is no different, even more so importantly, I want to make sure that all women know that they're uh, a part of this. And then everyone that works for these women mm -hmm. know that they're welcome allies. And, you know, the men, uh, I want them to be a part of this conversation and narrative because <laughs> women are a bunch of men, men and that. So <laughs> the challenge with diversity and inclusion, I'm going to shut up now because I want you to talk about this, is what I, we agree on this so heavy handedly, which is, You'll continue to fail at diversity and inclusion if you just have one tiny group of people in charge of diversity and inclusion. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Right. Talk to us a little bit about that from many perspectives. So, you know, we all know that the word diversity is well overused and mm. has lost meaning in a lot of ways. The word inclusion, I've, I've actually had different perspectives on the word. Um, at one point in time, like, yes, inclusion, let's, you know, everybody be inclusive and Blah, blah, blah. But when I really think about the term inclusion, that means you are allowing me to come into your space. You're giving me permission mm. to now be where you're at. Mm. Why do I need that permission? Why, why do I need to be included? Why can't I just be there already? Okay, I love that. The trick with that is inclusion must happen until inclusion is. Does that make sense? So the word diversity, equity, and inclusion it needs to occur has to be used and leveraged yeah. until we are and we no longer need Fact. diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's right. And we have a long ways to go. So That's right. um, people Why? who complain, ah, oh, man, if I knew the answer, <laughs> Lizelle, that was not in the script. Sorry. <laughs> if, I, if I knew the answer to that question, I would probably... I we would know, be on Oprah tomorrow. We would, yeah, it would be a different, be whole like, different light. I think um, as we think about the example of men creating products for women, men creating toiletries, like designing, to like men making laws and deciding on um, how we treat our bodies and what we do with our bodies, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So for a group and for groups of people to try to do the work of EDI, how, whatever order you want to Equity, diversity, inclusion. Yep, equity, diversity, inclusion. <laughs> DNI, diversity and inclusion. However you want to. However you want to shake it up for a group of people to do that for a group of people, and that group of people is not a part of that group. Sure, sure. Is a similar scenario. Yeah. Where you can't fully do a good job at it. Yeah. 
Um, and the whole 33% thing, you know, let's well, have let's have one one minority or one woman for every you know, two guys or yeah. three guys, you know, that doesn't well, work just, either. That's just infuriating, yeah. It's a so, checkbox. So we can see the results like in the work of the world. We can see it in advertising, we can see it in products, we can see it, it's like, you know, um, why is it taking this long for women to actually make tampons? Right. For God's sake. For ourselves, exactly. Hello, you know, um, for women to design bras for all these things. Now, we actually do know why there's been so many barriers to entry because there's a slew of bias and sexism and all yeah. of this bullshit. And, you know, we can argue that uh, till we're blue in the face. It, it just doesn't even matter. It's been more challenging for women to invent, to innovate, uh, to bring things to life. But women find a way. There's been extraordinary entrepreneurs mm -hmm. inventing, innovating, bringing things uh, to the market. But it's not, it's not simple. It's not easy. It's not simple. It's not easy. And I think what there needs to be some give and take there, right? So mm -hmm. as, as these conversations are happening, women are being included, little baby steps are happening, probably not as quick as they should, and yeah. we need them to. But when there is an opportunity, we need to take it. That's because right. what I'm seeing is there's a lot of people who will say, you know, if you've been invited to be on a panel and the panel is all men, they're like, I don't want to be on I'm that. not going to be on that panel because right. I'm the only woman. And I say, be on that panel. Take, or take the seat. Or force bring them two other women and say, I'm going to be on this panel. And, and I'm, I'm going to bring so-and-so with me. Yeah. And I do that all the time. <laughs> all the, I do all it, the time. I do it all the time. If I'm going to be the only minority on a panel, I'm not going to turn it down and be all mad. I'm going to leverage that time and the voice yep. and the opportunity to be a voice, and to bring along the people that need to come with me in that. If you guys want to see a great example, go to my Twitter. It's Olivia Omega. That's right. Great picture on there of, the, of me being the, oh, the only minority yeah. on a panel. And and it's baby steps. I'll take it. Yep. I will take it. Yep. And I will take those people with me that need to be there too. Yeah, I mean, you said it. I don't need to add to that. <laughs> you said it. I mean, at some point, we have to take the opportunities that we're making happen for ourselves. And we got to bring people along with us for, for the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to do better about sponsoring our fellow women into more opportunity. I mean, one of the biggest motivators for women who start up is for me to always constantly put women in a position of opportunity. Mm. I live and breathe that. Yeah. I, I really do. Invisibility, opportunity and visibility. Uh, thank you. That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, and I think it's important. So you've had some interesting experiences with being the only minority in the room. Oh, God. Being uh, mistaken for white. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, we can't even You're go. like, what is that story? We can't, yeah. I think you made all the points. I don't <laughs> want to hammer this too, too much. I don't want to get anybody upset. I think it's important that there are so many amazing people that are working so hard within their organizations, in communities, to make a difference. Mm -hmm. To make people show up into environments where they can live their to their full potential. Entrepreneurs, makers and doers... Mm -hmm. Uh, restauranteurs, like whatever you're into, photographers or whatever, it's really important that I walk into a room filled with photographers and is not one tiny, you know, group of people that have everything in common. It's right. like the more interesting that room becomes is the more 
perspectives and lives and backgrounds mm-hmm. and uh, holy cow, like what can we do right. having a, a room full of people that don't all think alike? Yeah, maybe it adds a little time to actually figuring out what that room of mm-hmm. people can go and do out in the world, but I bet you that it's good. Uh, yeah. It's better. It's better. I bet you it's better. Mm-hmm. I bet you it's better. I mean, we've seen so much shit from brands just really screwing shit up. I mean, someone shared on Facebook today that who is that brand that just put a oh, noose yeah. in that hoodie? Yeah. Jesus, like the oversight of a fashion brand to put a design element that is so infuriatingly effed up. Now or at any time. Now or any time. Like, you can tie a knot, right? Everyone knows what a sailboat looks like. There's, like, 30 kinds of ways to tie a fucking knot. But, like, you had to go and put some miniature version of a noose in a hoodie? Like, get the fuck out of town. Like, it's very bizarre. And I don't think some of those things are oversights. I don't only know if they're not oversights. I sometimes wonder if this shit is being done on purpose to cause such a stir. I can't, I can't imagine, though, that there was a, an abundance of black folks in the room oh, at the no, design no, no. table yeah, with no. that fucking piece being like, that's the hoodie we're going to go with. I cannot imagine yeah, no. that it was like an abundance of diversity in that room. I just, and I then, just wonder. And then here's the thing. That one person in that room, that one. He's probably so intimidated or upstaged that they're like, um. The fear of saying something. It's just right. unimaginable. You need an abundance, like you said. It takes. It's going to take more than one person. Oh. In that room. So I, 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 yeah, I get it. We're going. <laughs> there's so much to respect <laughs> about all the stuff that's going on in America and the world, mm-hmm. uh, diversity and inclusion. This is this is the best thing I can say, and I want to like try to come from a place of curiosity and ask more questions than pass judgment. Be kind. I know that's so overused today, and I, it's. It almost seems impossible on social media. Yeah. If you cannot contribute to something positively, and I, Jesus, did I, I kind of experienced this in the last like couple of weeks, probably something I just maybe should have thought through a little better and I offended a, a bunch of people and that sucked. And it was with full unintention but that's not what it's about. It's about learning, yeah. but also like being kind to each other so that we can learn and connect right. and grow and um, make and mistakes. and Make and, mistakes, definitely. And I think yeah. you said something good too, ask questions. And so... Curiosity to me is, is a good so, leadership it's place. It's good. Yeah. It's really, really good. But then as you're asking questions, the person on the receiving end needs to be... Okay. Open. Open. Yeah. yeah. If you if you were like, hey, Olivia, like what's, you know, what's up with the head wrap or... Because you've known me for six years, and I don't think you've ever seen me with a head wrap on. So it's well, I love it. It's but it's okay for you to ask me that. And I understand. And yeah. I can't get for me to get all offended and up in arms because Lizelle's asking questions. Yeah. But yet I'm I'm demanding that you get to know me yes. beyond my color and you know what you see on the outside. I demand that you respect and understand me. And the second you ask a question, I'm outraged. Yeah. That doesn't work either. That's the much ups. Yeah, it doesn't But I can work. also respect probably why that's happened because God knows it may be in that situation how many white people were a total douche to to you or that person that you're personifying. Right. And so that's really, really an opportunity or challenge to also make sure that we're 
paying mind to. And even when we do that, though, man, I have got my ass ringed. And probably and for sad, all the right reasons. Like, but it, it's about relationship, too. When, yeah. we, when you and I have a relationship where you can ask a question, yeah. and I'm not taking offense of it because yeah. I know your intentions aren't bad, right. but you and I will never have a relationship until we can have a conversation. And you that's see what I'm it, full circle back to what we yeah, talked about before. It's chicken egg, chicken when egg, we yeah. don't communicate, we don't talk, we don't meet face to face, when we don't reach out and have conversations with people who don't look like us, yeah. when we hide behind social media, we can't build relationships to have a platform yeah. to ask the questions. I mean, I think there's like ignorance, and that's so challenging, I think, for people to deal with just level of na- naivete and ignorance. And then there's cruelty and fuck, yeah. like there's yeah. like I don't have a cruel bone in my body. I mean, I can be everyone can be an asshole, but even then you're not being cruel. But I think there's cruelty, mm-hmm. you know, there's like cruelty, and I think you can see the difference. Just, yeah, you know, so it's kind of like I don't know. I just hope everyone's safe out there and and tries to give each other an opportunity to be kind and just. And I also think it's really important that us white folks, especially us white women. Like, you know, we need to, I mean, we have to recognize a slew of the realities. American history is complicated, as is the world's history. And I don't know of another group of people than, you know, black folk and the horrifics that um, the white folks put people through. And so there is a real... There should be a real penalty for that, uh, which is understanding and listening and shutting up and trying to just listen and be supportive and stuff. But there has to be an opportunity for dialogue and mm-hmm. and context. And um, God knows, I wouldn't have an extraordinary community like I do if it wasn't as diverse as it constantly is evolving into being. And I mean that from all walks of life, age and uh, ethnicity, backgrounds, global you name it, I think that's mm-hmm. uh, rewarding to us as entrepreneurs, as an ecosystem, as women, period. Like all these things are just applicable. So none of us are perfect. We shouldn't strive for perfection. We should always strive for progress. But I think us white folk can do a consistent uh, improvement on looking into history, knowing our history. I mean, I am not American. Hopefully one day I'll become an American. but. You know, I I try to learn as fast as I can about the depths of American history, and it's really complicated, and I just know that we can constantly do better, so I hope we continue to do that, and I hope that everyone has the courage to befriend people who don't always look like them or think like them or come from their backgrounds or come from their communities and neighborhoods. It's beyond enriching. As someone South African who grew up in, literally, we call it the Rainbow Nation, the most, yes, yeah, so eclectic and diverse and just unbelievable. You know, I grew up with so many cultures and influence or whatever. Here, uh, you know, you can't help, you just breathe and you're offending someone. And that's very complicated and yeah. really challenging. I just think it's because this country hasn't had an opportunity to heal. heal. And yeah. it's because white folk haven't taken any responsibility to say, we fucked up. Here's a shit ton of money. <laughs> we owe you and two, three, 200 plus years of screwing you in the worst way, you know. So most of you know this. I hope most of you know this reality. It's real. This is real. This is history. Yeah. This is life. This is, this is the state of this country, the state of this world. We can do better. The more we know, the better judgments we can make in the world. But try to be nice, okay? Try to be yeah. nice. 
And I hope you have a friend like Olivia, like I do, because uh, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Um, we uh, went way long on that, but that's yeah. cool because it's, it's more important. important than, you know, I, I can even fathom. How do people work with you, my friend? Uh, so at Olivia Omega, you are at Olivia Omega on Twitter, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, you are on LinkedIn. Just look up Olivia Omega. Yep. Um, you do speaking events. Thailand, preferably. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. You need a keynote yeah. or an MC in Thailand. Yeah. Call a girl. Yeah. Um, hit a girl up. For real, for real. <laughs> so, speaking events, you're an author. Maybe there's another book in the works. I don't oh, know. Maybe so. I don't know. You never know. It was painful, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you're an excellent um, business partner for people who are looking for personal branding solutions, but also product or service branding solutions. Yeah. Just hit you up. At yeah. Olivia Omega, or do you have a website you want I to have, know um, about? I have a website you can go to wallacemarketinggroup.com and you can learn more about that. And then oliviaomega.com as well. Yeah, that's your personal that's website. That's my personal website. Fantastic. We're going to check out some of your questions. Right now is the time. We're going to hit up maybe like 10, 15 minutes of questions because 8.30, we're out of here. And hopefully you have lots of good ones. Yeah, so lots I'm going to look. Questions. Um, questions. questions. I see a question. Oh, my God, I see so many questions. <laughs> hey. Um, all right, question. What trends are you seeing in marketing and branding when it comes to social media platforms? So what trends are That's you seeing? That's great. Great, great question. question. And that question is from Christina Schultz. What's up, Christina? That's our uh, that's our new um, Basecamp Golden. Uh, we're going to have another Seriously? Colorado chapter. Well, I don't know if she wants me to call it Basecamp Golden. It's like Denver West, but I'm just going to brand it Golden. G-Town. Like G-Town, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Christina, ask a great question. So, uh, tackle that, would you? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Trends that I'm seeing in social media with regard to marketing is video is king. We used to talk about that content is king. Then we kind of shifted to like other people's content is king and this is when we're curating and we're having our community actually create the content. We're selling, um, telling stories of the people in our communities. And now it's video is really, truly king. So in any platform, I'll take Facebook as an example, mm -hmm. Facebook is going to push and promote in timelines your video more than it's gonna promote your text, your photos, your links, mm -hmm. um, because Facebook wants people to stay engaged and watch video on their platform. One thing about video, and I will like, I feel like I need a sign over my head, <laughs> on top of my head wrap, that says, do not, repeat after me, do mm. not mm. post your YouTube links onto Facebook. Mm. No one will see them. That's fair. Facebook is not gonna promote them. Facebook will make sure that nobody sees them in the feed. Why? They're not, they don't want people to click on a YouTube and link leave. and leave. Come on. So when you're posting video, post them natively directly onto Facebook. You'll have a lot of engagement. Also, because video is king, your Facebook advertising budgets that you're spending on, you will get, they will go further with video. It is cheaper, way less expensive to get someone to watch a video than it is to have someone click on something and go away. So I'll say that. And also video is the quickest way that you can build relationships. So a picture tells a thousand words, a video tell is like a thousand pictures. So when you watch a video of me, you get to see my eye contact, you get to hear my voice. We get to engage in a way that is as close to face-to-face -face as possible, and you can build that relationship a lot quicker. So that's one of the biggest trends on social media. The second big trend is storytelling at all times. We, storytelling is everything, and, and I would even invest in storytelling classes and a way to do that, because a lot of us are 
not good at it, and, and it shows <laughs> on our yeah. on our post. But when you can tell a really, really good story, you're doing three things all at the same time. And this is something that I thought was impossible, but it's amazing <laughs> when you get it. You are entertaining, mm. you're building relationship, you're being for real, for real, and you're getting people to fall in love with you, mm-hmm. your brand, and you're selling. And mm-hmm. yes, you can do all three at the same time. I used to think I couldn't tell a story and engage and build relationship and sell at the same time, but it's it's kind of like really cool yeah, because magic. I, yeah, but it, but it's possible and it's actually that's where the trends are headed. I think the magic of selling is when you're not selling, and that yep. usually equates to great storytelling. That's it. And human connection. That is I it. I mean, that's the essence of. And the- people are head nodding and buying, like buying into you what you have to offer, and this isn't you know scammy or anything, but they're head nodding yeah. without even realizing it. I mean, here's I love everything you just shared. One of the biggest trends that you're seeing is human beings, the consumer, human beings have smartened up. They don't, they're not buying all this advertising shit anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Advertising is dead. Content creation from a real authentic, you know, narrative is everything. That's why you don't see commercials anymore. That's right. Like we're just seeing all these stories. Look at the latest three Apple commercials right now. What are you seeing? You're seeing people's faces excellent music, you're entrenched in an experience mm-hmm. and you're like, holy they're telling shit. telling a story. Whether you like Apple or not, they're, you know, commercials are amazing. And they, are t- they don't say a single word about the product. They don't say a damn <laughs> thing about the product. It's all about the outcome, the experience, the why, right? All that, all that good stuff that they try to teach you in mm-hmm. school and maybe sometimes succeed. And fail. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think those are really, uh, I think, you know, what are the hottest trends? Share with us the hottest trends that you know. I know Instagram is on fire. People love Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was hard to just go to Facebook. You know, I wanted to maybe live stream to something more independent or whatever. People are really fed up with Facebook, right? Facebook doesn't have a really good cultural narrative right now they themselves have a shit show uh of a personal like of a business brand on their hands they are not trusted and they shouldn't be it's been proven that they can be a really shitty company when it comes to this stuff zuck cheryl do better well, what's I think what's funny <laughs> is then we say, but Instagram, yay, we love Instagram. I mean, owned by, Instagram. owned by Facebook, but it's it's that's all about branding because yeah. the whole issue with um, security yeah. and privacy right. is same issues with Instagram as well. Like they they basically everybody sees everything, and you know, LinkedIn is is always like this weird outlier. Platform. It's like that's the interesting thing. LinkedIn <laughs> just launched video okay it's the only thing that they haven't launched in a long ass time the users have been asking for it you're going to start seeing more business content you're probably going to see a conference on there and they're going to do it all wrong somebody's (laughs) just going to record their boring ass conference call or their blah 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 and they're going to push it there at the end of the day it's still better than not having any video content on a business or networking platform because why here, okay, you go to LinkedIn and you see Olivia and Megan, you see her photo and you see some copy and you see some background, and you see some education and you're like, but who is this person? Right. And let's say you just had three videos. Let's say you just had this conversation published in your feed. People are like, oh shit, she's a gem. <laughs> you, you know, she's, she likes to dance, she lives in Denver, she mm-hmm. went to see you Boulder. And you give them just so much context, right. storytelling. Human connection, sell, sell, sell. Now there's a human connection. Oh my gosh. Sell, I sell, like sell. That. <laughs> so I think 
I think you have to be mindful of the different platforms. Twitter is still my favorite, you know, platform. It's Gosh, I get I most heard of my news. Say that in a oh while. yeah, I, I love Twitter. VCs li live on Twitter. Tech heads yeah. live on Twitter. A media, lot. media lives on Twitter. Media lives on Twitter. I like getting my news there. I like engaging with people. There's a lot of philosophical thought there. I mean, there's a drift of shit there too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, the last couple <laughs> of years, an onslaught of some strange folks have joined Twitter. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Every platform has its reason. Understand it. We'll do another masterclass of social media platforms and yeah. why you should be there. You shouldn't publish the same thing on all social no, media platforms. No, you shouldn't. Don't mass publish like that. And I will say this, Wallace Marketing Group, Sean Wallace and I do videos every single week where we talk about these topics. So we talked about why video is important. We talked about how to overcome the fear of video. We talked about why we, not, why we don't use... Um, Hootsuite and all of these things to mass publish on different platforms. So if yeah. you go to wallacemarketinggroup.com right. and then go to our Facebook, we post videos every single week okay. on those topics. Next question. Jill Fabrizio Cruce. Jill! <laughs> Jill! Your Facebook name is just Jill. What's up, girl? Doing some training on storytelling is one of my goals for the year. Any recommendations for classes, books, etc.? for how to become a better storyteller. Oh my gosh. Great question, it's Jill. It's such a good question. Thank and you. Jill, I feel horrible because I am putting put on the spot and I am not coming up with names. Let me let me start. Okay. You'll good. dive Thank in. Thank you. Thank you. One of the best things to, I swear to God, to dive into when it comes to storytelling are podcasts. Okay. Anchor.fm or Spotify free platforms but who but who but hang on okay you can just surf any subject anything and you can start listening to how people tell stories about anything mm. news history tech pick a source or whatever youtube is another interesting thing find some badass youtubers women who start up has a youtube channel so i think one of the things that you need to find is a few resources of great sto storytellers and listen to how things unfold for them and then just start telling stories. Just start is my big thing. You the just one gotta start. Absolutely. The mm -hmm. one thing I always try to do is I use my little free memo recording app before I like invested in some dope apps or whatever to record stuff. Mm -hmm. But you can just like start recording some little stories. I use this app now called One Day. It's the One Day Journal. And I can literally transcribe storytelling in real time by just recording audio. So this is how I'm writing my blog posts for my next project called Lizelle and Company. So when my brain is on fire, usually the moment I get out of the shower, I grab my phone, I tell Siri to launch a new one day, and I just start speaking. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, I've got this whole story, but I'm constantly motivated by listening to stories, right? Yeah. So like, if you wanna write, read. If you wanna tell good stories, depends on the format. If it's video, find some cool sources of video. If it's podcasting, find some cool sources of, if it's just content or copywriting, that's a whole, you know, that's awesome too. Or if it's photography, if like you want to tell a story through just, yeah. you know, a beautiful picture, start taking lots of pictures. I highly encourage the doing part of learning, which is start to build up an archive or a portfolio, if you will, of things that you want to get better and better and better at. When I was, 18-ish, and I just switched from CU Boulder to the Art Institute of Colorado, I started to learn to code HTML mm -hmm. from scratch, and the way they taught us to build our first websites is find a cool website anywhere, right? Go to Google, find a cool website, 
and then you're gonna go to the HTML source and you're gonna steal it all and you're gonna throw it in Dreamweaver and then you're gonna just fill it in. So this is, this is no different, which is to say, learn by doing, by breaking down some things that you love and then over time you're gonna evolve because you have to find your voice. Yeah, that's really important. Voice. So this is where you can really bring some meat and potatoes, which yeah. is- you have to find your voice. And, and two quick tips too, is when you tell a story and someone else can copy and paste that story, it's crappy. It's a really crappy story. So mm. if I were to say, you know, I graduated from CU Boulder, which thousands and thousands of people <laughs> right, went to CU done. Boulder and graduated. Started working at corporate and I just got, you know, um, burnt out and so I started my own company. That is such a general generic story that someone else can copy and paste my story. So mm -hmm. I need to get into more detail. I need to be more for real, for real, more for vulnerable real, real. Yeah. and open up a little bit more. If I talk about how I worked at an ad agency for you know 10 years and I didn't see my kids, right. I missed my daughter's first step. I missed when my son rolled over and I started feeling like I couldn't be a good mom right. and you know elevate my career. I stopped and started my, my company X, Y, and Z. So that's gives a little bit more emotion. It gives a little bit more look into who I am as a person and not everyone can copy and paste that story. So that's one tip. The other thing too is look at a storytelling in templates. So you start off with a situation. I was 18, um, you know, or whatever. Right? I was 13. Right? Wow. Uh -oh. <laughs> I told her a story I, earlier today. <laughs> well, Zell had a crazy, crazy life. I've had a crazy life. life. Um, you know, you start off with the with the the setting. This is where I am. Here was the challenge. This okay. is what my challenge was. You know, as a mom raising little babies and working at an ad agency. Mm -hmm. Here's the solution I found, and here's how I can help you with that solution. So that's how a one one way to take you know, storytelling from a template perspective and tie it back into selling at the end. Right on. We're going to sign off probably here in a few. Listen, thanks to anyone and everyone that joined us, tuned in, had a good time with us. Hopefully you took something away. I would love for you to engage with Miss Olivia Omega. Again, check her out at Olivia Omega on all social media handles. She's also on LinkedIn. Just search for Olivia Omega on LinkedIn. Listen, if you like what you just experienced and um, you're excited about Women Who Startup, all information is always going to be on womenwhostartup.com. So just go to our website. You can click on events to learn more about our base camps um, in multiple cities. You can click on the podcast so that you can tune into season four of Women Who Startup Radio, which is coming at you. Yours truly, an amazing guest just like Olivia. Including Olivia, you got to be on season four. Yeah. We're going to talk some shit for real, for real. <laughs> um, uh, we have an amazing podcast. Um, all videos for base camps are always on our YouTube channel. Again, all these things connected right from womenwhostartup.com. There's yeah. actually some questions here. Like, this is Tell actually me, pretty cool. Tell me, what do I miss? I'm um, telling you, I'm stuck over here trying to look at my laptop. I'm so sorry that I might be... We So we're, we're, I know we're out of time, but we might just zoom through these really quickly. Let's zoom through them. Um, what are the first steps a founder should take to successfully brand a startup? Oh, damn. That's gonna. T that's a whole nother show, I feel that's, like. Uh, that's an exercise. That's a show. Really, really strong question. Ask it to... Say it again. What first steps first should a steps. founder take to successfully brand a startup? You have to know your alternatives and your competition, understanding the space that you play in. Because the only way you can brand yourself as a startup is, is making sure you're carving out a place 
in startup land that is yours, that you can own. And a flourish. Last mm -hmm. question. Last question really fast was, Olivia, how did you break out of your shell and shyness? And I forced myself to take every opportunity to do things that made me uncomfortable. So whether that was in high school or college, any point in time where it was like, would someone like to get up in front of the room and explain blah, 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 blah. Right. And I would like literally shaking, force myself to do those Aww. things. Even in um, an entrepreneurship you know, setting, if there's ever an opportunity to grab the mic or someone's like, do you have anything to say? Yes. I always make myself have something to say just to break free of that. And I'm an introvert. So like this no. is... I know, you had to juice up for this. I huh? had to juice up Tomorrow for this. I nap. ate so many um, M&Ms on the way here, <laughs> trying to get all hyped up for this. So this one-on-one -on -one is fine. Even one-to-many, so getting on a stage and there's a thousand people is fine. It's the, hi, how are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Hi, how are you? Hi, the networking it's events, exhausting. I hate. Yeah. I hate them. So it's just about <laughs> practice yeah. and knowing that, the, okay, this is my weakness, and so I need to um, put myself in situations to try to overcome that. And you guys, thank you so much. There's so many sweet comments and just awesome they stuff. They were cool. They had a good time. Like, oh, a good so time. good. That's amazing. So I'll make sure I go back through and, and yeah, we'll, comment and stuff yeah, we'll, on those. We'll, but we'll definitely do that. Thank you for coming. All right, I'm going to sign off with just a final set of like last minute uh, mentions. Listen, we're all over social media, at Women Who Start Out. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Obviously, we're on Facebook. Uh, like us everywhere. Show us love. Stay engaged. Um, we've got monthly base camps in multiple cities. Check out WomenWhoShowUp.com. Click on the events page and you'll be directed to all of our events. Join us starting next month again, March 2019. We'll be in person here at Base Camp Denver at Workability at a much larger location than where we're chilling right now. And we're really excited because it's going to be a fabulous place. I think we're still going to come at you live though. So wherever in the That'll world you sweet. are, we're still going to come at you live. But yeah, we're going to give people what they want, which is that in-person mm -hmm. as well. But you can chill with us online if you happen to be far away. And I know there's folks like far away in Colorado that you don't always get to come down to Denver. It's a schlep and it's the middle of winter. So come on, this is cool. Thanks again to our sponsors. Thank you, PWI. Thank you, Workability, for hosting us. We're really, really grateful for the people here at Workability. We're just getting to know them. Holy shit, you got to check out Workability. Workability.works. Workability, yeah, that's their website. <laughs> um, I think they're offering like a 10% off for anyone that mentions women who start up. Or we're just kind of, I just kind of made that shit up right now. <laughs> so if you reach out to them, just kind of mention you learned uh, about Workability through... Um, uh, women who start up and uh, these are kind people with amazing spaces to work out of with more amenities than I've been able to list in a long time. So we're excited to partner with them for 2019. Uh, that's it. Okay. We're going to catch you. That's awesome. On the other side, we're going to sign off here soon. Keep climbing, my friends. Take care of yourselves. We did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Women Who Startup Radio and a big thank you to all of our sponsors. To learn more about Women Who Startup, please visit us at womenwhostartup.com. You can follow us on all social media at Women Who Startup. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast and feel free to leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Take care of yourself, my friends, and as always, keep climbing. Keep climbing.